0: Today's episode is all about how to build a property portfolio part-time. So if you're watching this and you want to accumulate multiple properties and you don't have the ability to do this full-time, this is the video for you. So let's jump in. Hi, my name is James Corsier and welcome to the Money Paradox Podcast. Yes, that's right we're gonna go through this extremely important topic and that is how to build a property portfolio part-time. So alongside whatever else that's going on for you, maybe family commitments, work commitments, you still wanna accumulate and really build up that empire and you don't have the time to do it full-time. So what do we need to do? There are three key things I'm gonna touch on as part of this video. And then I'm gonna dive into each of them in particular to show you how you can improve in these areas and make sure they're working for you not against you. So three areas are one resources, right? You want to need you need the right resources to be able to do this. Two, the right strategy in order to be able to do this effectively, and then thirdly, execution. These three things are vital. If you've got these three things right, You're definitely going to be able to do this and you're going to be able to do it alongside all of the other amazing stuff you've got going on in your life. Okay, so let's jump in. Resources. Okay, so what you need to do is you need to make sure you have available the right resources to be able to build up that property portfolio. And there are three main resources that you need. One, money. Two, knowledge. And three, time might sound kind of obvious and very simple but it's often the simple things that make the most difference if you've got those right all that complicated extra stuff really is only kind of making the icing on the cake it's not really building the cake itself so money for you to be able to build up a property portfolio you need to be able to buy those properties and so how do you do that well you can either use your own money or you can use other people's money now, using other people's money is a great way and that is certainly an important topic and topic I'll be covering off in future videos. But for now, I'm going to assume you're doing that yourself. And to do that, you need to build that wealth. And there was another video, go check out my other videos. i talk talked specifically on this area. How do you build wealth fast and aggressively so you can use uh, money to advantage and it not being a scarce resource? But you need to build wealth okay so the more money you have the more money you can put into properties secondly knowledge you need uh, the right knowledge to be able to do it property is an amazing area to invest in and you can do really well you can get really strong returns reliably uh, getting those returns but only if you do it in the right way there are many options within property and in many ways it's very easy to understand about property It's just there's a lot involved. So make sure you're going into this area with the right knowledge. So wherever you are, you really want to be equipping yourself with really good knowledge in that. I've got videos on the subject of property. There are many other forms of content out there on YouTube, Facebook, elsewhere. So really steep in the knowledge of property and make sure you're clear on what you're going to do before you start doing it. A really powerful way to do this is obviously research yourself, but to get mentors. So are there anyone that you know that is already successful in this area of property or is already on that road to really doing well in this area, maybe a few steps ahead of you? If you can find those people, develop a mentorship and learn from those people, it will be invaluable in the road to building your own property portfolio. Third one, time. If you have other commitments like work and so on, you need to make sure you create space in your diary to be able to dedicate time to doing well in this area. So if you're working, you have a family, you've got friends, you've got social commitments, that's fine. But make sure you're creating that time. And a lot of people tell me, oh, you know, I don't have time, James. I've got all these other things going on. I just don't have the time to learn about this and and, and to analyze property deals and really invest my abilities in this area to do well in it well you always have time there's that old adage everybody has the same amount of time in this world whether it's yourself whether it's someone extremely poor extremely rich we all have 24 hours a day the difference is how we prioritize our time so when we say I don't have time to do something what we really mean is we are saying that We are not willing to put that thing in high priority when it comes to our time. Now, some people may come back and say, No, James, you don't understand. I've got all these things. I've got to work a huge amount of hours because I don't have very much money. I have all these financial commitments and I have a family to look after. uh, And that takes a lot of time to do. Yes, you're right. Some people have more commitments than others. But if you think about even the really wealthy people, the very successful people, they have huge commitments on their time. And yet often a lot of those people don't say they don't have time. It's about finding time and it's about finding the right prioritization. So there is always ways to create time. Uh, there's this really famous ta- uh, phrase called net net time. So that's no extra time. So think about ways in which you can create time in your diary that didn't seem to be there before. So for example, something that I love to do is when I'm travelling, almost always when I'm travelling, I'm always listening to specific books and content on areas that I'm looking to develop and gain further knowledge in those areas. So when I'm travelling, I'm cycling around, I'm in taxis and so on, uh, doing my day-to-day business, getting from A to B, I'm always listening, I'm building knowledge, right? Otherwise, that time is wasted. So that is no extra time. I'm gaining more knowledge in time that I've had to have spent elsewhere. right? So resources, number one, make sure you've got the right level of money, knowledge and time to be able to build up that property portfolio. And if any of those areas are looking scarce for you and you're really struggling in any of those areas, make sure you're spending time and energy, Focusing on how to improve how much you have of that particular resource because you need to have an abundance of all three to do well in this area. Now, second area, strategy. It's all well and good having the right resources, sitting there waiting. You've got the money, you've got the time, you've got the knowledge to be able to do this. But if you don't have the right strategy and you don't have a clear, defined strategy for yourself, then it's not necessarily going to move you in the right direction, the direction that you want to be working towards. A lot of people want to move into property, but they aren't always clear around why they want to move into property. So, oh, so I say to them, okay, so why do you want to do property? Oh, because property is great. You can make loads of money from it. Okay. Well, how much money do you want to make? A lot? A little? Do you want cash flow? Do you want a big amount of money in a, in a period of time? Maybe say in one year, five years, 20 years time? Whatever your outcome is, the strategy that you are developing and you want to commit to needs to work for that particular outcome. So within property, there are many different things you can do. You can buy properties in various locations. You can buy properties that benefit from capital appreciation. You can buy properties that benefit from rental cash flow and give a really good yield each month. You can buy properties to flip and make a big amount of money in a quick period of time. Or you could buy other properties that are very simple and easy, low risk, very little work, and focus just on rental cash flow, making money each month. Many different things you can do within property. And you don't want to just fall into it picking any old property just because it's there. It needs to fit with your strategy and outcome on what you want. So again, mentorship is really powerful in this area as well. Find someone that is already doing well in property and ask them, knowing knowing what it is that you want from life and your specific outcomes, what would they recommend as a specific property approach based on that. The second thing is they can talk to you about certain property strategies that tend to be more effective than others. Okay? I've got videos on property so you can go check those out. Um, you can speak to friends, family members, you can reach out to people like myself, get my advice. And uh, Whatever you do, make sure you've got that form of mentorship. Really powerful. Third thing uh, is execution. So you've got the right resources, it's there uh, to pull on, to be able to build that property portfolio. You know your strategy, you know exactly what you need to do to get your outcome, to build that property portfolio. Without execution, without following through, committing on a regular basis around that strategy, it's all just knowledge and awareness rather than delivery, rather than results. So you need to make sure you're taking all of that knowledge, uh, information, resources, strategy, and actually actioning it. I think this is probably one of the biggest areas people neglect and they just assume that it's just going to happen. If you've got the right resources and strategy, then I'll naturally just execute. And when people realise they don't, what happens is they get really disheartened. They think it's because they're lazy or procrastinate or avoiding the subject. But in reality, it's just the way our brains work. Naturally, the way human minds work are, we are animals inherently, and we have a huge survival instinct. Now, bear with me on this. What I'm, why I am telling you we have this survival instinct, is that as part of this mindset of being an animal and having this survival mindset, is that we prefer the reactive rather than the proactive. We're looking for dangers. We're looking to keep safe. So, whatever our whirlwind is of life that's going on for us troubles at home in our family troubles at, at work all of these commitments that we've already um, we've already told ourselves we'll do we need to follow through on we're constantly worrying about those and spending our time dealing with the minutiae of life and that is not wrong that's absolutely important once we've built something up we need to maintain that we need to ensure that we're riding the momentum of what we've already got in our lives otherwise we may lose it it's absolutely important the trouble is what tends to happen is time and time again we prioritize the maintaining our current lifestyle in a reactive mode rather than being proactive and looking at these strategies that we've developed that we that's going to move us forward to the next level in our lives like building a property portfolio so If that is resonating with you and you find yourself failing to execute or not doing it on a consistent basis, you might start, but then what happens is over a few weeks or months, you find yourself stopping again and going back to square one. If that is an area you need to do well in, you need to master the ability of execution. A very powerful book on this subject is called The Four Disciplines of Execution. It's a book, but it's a it's a fairly big book, and uh, you know. So I will summarize it here for you. But if you want to look into it in more detail, go check it out. But effectively, what it's saying is you need to understand how the brain works around execution and strategy, and how it wants to always prefer the reactive rather than the proactive. So how to deal with that is, is is learning some specific things that help us navigate that and make sure we stay executing on what we want to execute alongside the day-to-day whirlwind of life. So I'm going to go through three key things that you can put in place to do much better in this area. First one is have an accountability buddy. So somebody that's either working on a very similar thing that can hold you accountable like they are holding you accountable, sorry, they hold you accountable like you are holding them accountable and you kind of share this process as you go. It doesn't have to be, it could just be someone that is a very good friend of yours that you trust and respect that will meet you on a regular basis, say weekly, and look at what you're doing and allow allow you to be challenged in whatever it is that you're working on. So you can come to them and say, look, this Is what I'm working on I'm looking to build my property portfolio and this is how I'm planning to do it and this is what I've done this week this is what I'm planning to do next week what do you think do you think this is uh, do you think this is a good idea do you feel that this is progress do you feel I'm doing it the right way and they can uh, and then they can then challenge you and help to see whether you're doing the right thing it also means that if you don't show up that week or you're not doing the actions that you committed to, that person can uh, give you that challenge, give you that tough love that you need to make sure you're staying on track. Once you know somebody that is there holding you accountable, you're a lot more likely to follow through on a consistent basis. Second thing is a regular review. So ideally you've got that accountability buddy and you want to be doing it regularly. Once a week is probably the best, with that accountability buddy, but if you've got the time, you can do it daily. Constantly check in. The more you check in on what your plans are, what your actions are, what you want to be doing to move towards your outcomes, your strategy around building a property portfolio, the much more effective you're going to be at getting there. This is huge. When I started to do this, I uh, started to progress on my outcomes and my goals in life 10 times more effectively and 10 times quicker than I could have ever imagined and what I was achieving before. The lastly around this area is measure. But not just measure, measure the right things. If we think about it, what we tend to do when we measure about something is that we measure the thing that is the result rather than the thing that moves the needle. So measuring just generally is powerful. What it does is it directs our attention to what it is that we're working on. So if we're looking to lose weight, if we're weighing ourselves constantly every day, we're constantly reminding ourselves, yes, we want to lose weight. What are we doing today to make sure we keep losing weight? And we're constantly looking at our scales, looking at how it's changing, constantly getting our feedback. I need to lose weight. What do I do to lose weight? And that really helps. It helps direct our attention. The more we focus on something, the more we're gonna get results in it. Where our focus goes, our energy flows. But to really multiply this area and to really make, get the most out of measuring, we want to be measuring the best things, the, the things that actually makes the impact. So again, think about when we want to lose weight. right? What we do is we measure our weight usually. And the thing is, if you think about what it is that makes you lose weight, it's not the losing weight itself. It's things like how many calories we consume, how much exercise we do, for example. So if instead of us measuring how much weight we'd lost, we measured how many calories we consumed that day and how long we spent doing exercise that day, I'm telling you now, if you made that one change, if you were looking to lose weight, you would lose weight 10 times more effectively, 10 times more quickly... And you would be 10 times happier around the process because you would be seeing that change, right? So you want to be measuring the things that make the difference. So if you've got a strategy around building a property portfolio, what do you want to do? You want to be thinking, what are the things that's going to make the biggest difference in me being able to do that? So if, for example, my my strategy was to buy, uh, let's say... Properties, uh, you know, I want to buy properties in the city center on main cities within the UK, as an example. And I just want to be able to get uh, the most properties. I want to get, say, five properties in the next two years, right? Well, then what I'm going to do is I'm going to set myself a goal specifically around that. Say, I'm going to buy one property in the next six months, and I want to have a completed on that. Okay, so for me to be able to achieve that, what are the things that are gonna most effectively allow me to do that? Well, as an example, how many properties am I analyzing? How many properties am I looking at? And then analyzing as to whether it's a property I wanna buy. Number two, how many properties am I negotiating on? Or agreeing a price on? So that implies that I have found a property that I like, I wanna offer a price on it, and I'm negotiating with the seller or the agent to get the price I'm happy with. So let's use those two as an example. Think about it. If I am uh, if I set a goal of, say, 10 properties I want to be analysing each week and then two properties that I want to be negotiating a price on each week, then if I'm constantly measuring myself against that, constantly making sure that I'm going out and analysing 10 properties and negotiating on two properties each week, then how much more likely am I going to get that goal of achieving that property within six months, much more likely. But if I keep just checking in, have I bought have a bought property yet? Have I bought a property yet? Have I bought a property yet? It's just going to feel disheartening because it's not changing. Each week it's just not changing. We get frustrated and we often then just give up on that goal. Okay, so execution, powerful and underappreciated. So in summary, we really want those three areas addressed to allow ourselves to build property portfolio part time. Number one, get the right resources. Number two, have the right strategy. And thirdly, make sure we are a master of how to execute on our strategy. I hope you found this video useful. If you had, please like, comment in the section below. Let me know what you thought of it. Let me know what you'd like to see in future videos. If you thought this video was powerful and you think others that you know would benefit from it too, please do share it. That would be a huge help to me. The more uh, that people benefit from it and the more people that benefit from it, the better uh, I feel around doing this. This is why I'm doing these videos, to make sure you guys are getting the most uh, from these. So the more you can let me know around what kind of content you're looking for going forward, the more you're able to share the message, the better. Uh, it is for me so if you've got anything from that video I would highly encourage you to do that too so that's all for me I hope you have a great rest of the day I'll see you next week bye